Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, September 26th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, more children have been shot to death in St. Louis during the summer of 2019 than in all of last year. And there seems to be no clear reason for the increase. And, you know, it's terrifying sometimes to turn on the, you know, turn on the news. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman explores some of the possible explanations. First, the news. A Missouri state representative says there is little chance of any gun restrictions coming to the state anytime soon. As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, Ian Mackey's two bills proposing new gun restrictions went nowhere last year in the General Assembly. The Richmond Heights Democrat filed a so-called red flag law that would make it easier for courts to restrict gun rights when people exhibit dangerous behavior. But his bill never got a hearing in the House of Representatives. Republicans worried the legislation would trample on people's civil liberties. Mackey says gun restrictions are going to be a non-starter unless more Republicans have a change of heart. Until there's a critical mass in the majority party, meaning enough votes uh, to say that this is going to pass if we put it up to a vote, until we get to that point, then it's, it's just going to be status quo. St. Louis has suffered a spate of gun violence that has killed at least 10 children. Democrats have called for the state to consider tighter gun laws in response. I'm Julie O'Donoghue, St. Louis Public Radio. Members of the United Auto Workers are not backing down as the nationwide strike against General Motors continues. Glenn Coggy is president of UAW Local 2250, which represents 4,500 workers at the Wentzville plant. He says members want better pay, job security, and to be able to maintain their health insurance. This is our one chance. Our economy is strong. We're still selling the vehicles that we manufacture. General Motors needs the vehicles we manufacture. If we don't fight back now, if we don't draw a line in the sand now, when will we? A spokeswoman for the Wentzville plant said in a statement that negotiations are ongoing with a goal that, quote, builds a stronger future for our employees and our business. The Contemporary Art Museum in St. Louis will expand a program to immerse students in the arts. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, a federal grant will allow CAM to add more mentors to work with students. CAM will use the $193,000 grant from the Institute of Museum and Library Services to expand its ArtReach program. ArtReach develops art-based curriculum for schools throughout the St. Louis region. CAM teaching artists help students create art and photo projects. Lisa Melandri is the executive director of CAM. She says the three-year grant will allow the organization to build on the work it has done with Vashon High School. Theoretically, there is another school like Vashon where we would be able to uh, work if there is need with students and administrators to create this art curriculum. CAM is one of 130 arts groups around the country to receive the grant. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. If you enjoy listening to The Gateway every day, let the world know. Write a review or rate us wherever you get the podcast. Ten children have been shot to death in St. Louis since Memorial Day weekend. For some perspective, that's more than the number of children killed by guns in all of last year. Most agree there is something different about the summer of 2019, but as St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports, 
exactly what has caused the shift is not clear. George Seeper spent 31 years as a cop in St. Louis. I went on the department in 1954. He was a homicide detective for 15 of them, a stretch that covered some pretty violent times. In fact, Seeper and his colleagues routinely investigated more than 200 homicides a year, back when the city had a lot more people. But he can really only remember one child victim. Police say this summer, the children who are dying are getting caught in the crossfire of adults. And Seeper says that's different than back in his day. At one time, one, one told me he, he, he was going to shoot a guy, but there was a kid in the way. Okay. There was, it was a, a kind of an unwritten code by these people that they wouldn't, wouldn't not only target a kid, they would, wouldn't try to harm him in any way. The idea of a code rings true to Andrew Glass. He was heavily involved in a St. Louis County gang before he went to prison in 1987. Violence was a part of that life, he says, but there were rules. You know, children, you know, women, parents, stuff like that. If they weren't involved in it, they don't get in it. So if a person uh, was with their child or with their little brother or sister, and then and we wanted to do a shooting, and then the shooting didn't get done because the child was around. Glass says that code was about avoiding, quote, heat. Shooting an innocent bystander always brought your gang more attention from the police. Glass got out of prison in 2012 and works for Father Support Center. The agency helps young men, many with criminal records, become better fathers. He says things are very different now. They code is, I'm just want to get the person I'm going to get, and if anybody get hurt, then so be it. They don't care. Glass isn't entirely sure what changed while he was locked up, but he's got a few ideas. Young men are under so much stress, he says, they get angry at the drop of a hat. And that mixed with guns is a dangerous combination. I have these guns. I have to do this because if I don't do it, then I'm going to get done. So it's like a bunch of scary individuals or guys who are fearful shooting. I'm going to shoot before I get shot. Research backs up this idea that fear can lead to violence, says University of Missouri-St. Louis criminology professor Terrence Taylor. This idea that is kind of cooked into the street code of hypervigilance and making sure that nobody gets the jump on you. But Taylor says that's been true for a long time. He doesn't think it explains why more children are dying this summer. I don't know if it's just a matter of more innocent people being outside at a given time at a given place or uh, what the possibility might be. Um, but no, I can't answer that. It's really terrible. The why has been on the minds of a lot of people, including Kiara Jeffries. She's a social worker at St. Louis Children's Hospital, working with kids and young adults who have been victims of violence. Jeffries puts some of the blame on the collapse of large national street gangs, which she believes may have enforced a code that protected kids. But she knows it's more than that. They can say it's a gun issue. They can say it's a poverty issue. They can say it's a, a social issue, and it's all of those things. Things like gun restrictions, which have been loosened over the years, or the unemployment rate for blacks, which is nearly triple that of Missouri's overall. Whatever bigger issues are driving a violent summer, the deaths of so many children has been painfully personal for Jeffries. I know the names. I see the names. I've worked with the families. I'm in the schools. I'm in the community. Um, and, you know, it's terrifying sometimes to turn on the, you know, turn on the news. There have been lots of town halls and summits and meetings on the issue, but little in the way of answers. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio.
More of our coverage of a violent summer for children in St. Louis is on our website, stlpublicradio.org. Our Maria Altman and Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Usually at the end every day, we go out with music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur, and we appreciate all of Ryan's cooperation since we launched this project. Today, though, is a little different, because on this day, 50 years ago, the Beatles released Abbey Road. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. One of the mainstays from the Abbey Road album, Here Comes the Sun, written by George Harrison. Never gets old. Find me on Twitter, at Wayne Radio. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.